Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. It is January 26th, WWE Royal Rumble 2020. If you haven't already and you're watching this live on YouTube, uh, you can send a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air. But we have a new style of videos, kind of in the old uh, what culture, wrestle talk, cultaholic style, uh, five shocking Royal Rumble facts. They're not that shocking, but it's good for SEO. Not, not ours, evidently, but go click on that video, leave a thumbs up. As you should for this, leave a, a nice comment, subscribe, all that good stuff to let YouTube know that you care about what we're doing. We are on podcast platforms everywhere, as is my friend Jeff Hawkins, who's joining us. He is a survivor of the SmackDown post-show podcast, and now here he is uh, talking Royal Rumble. How you doing, Jeff? Doing well. Uh, I am not Denise, nor am I Alex, nor am I Warren, uh, but happy to be back in the uh in the home ship of uh, Fightful. Happy but, that you're back on YouTube, my friend. Yeah, uh, me too. As mentioned, YouTube kind of throttling our views right now. So leave us that thumbs up. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. That way YouTube knows that you give a crap about what we're doing here. But let's get right into it. We got some super chats. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmerin says, I want more old man Edge on my screen. That beard. I can't wait to talk about Edge because almost everything is fresh with him right now and we don't even know what he's gonna look like in the ring from an offensive standpoint assuming this is more than him doing a one-off appearance but uh charlie wolf says today was absolutely tragic and with that hanging over our heads i feel like this is a much needed and welcome hell of a show i'm thankful for wrestling tonight and all you people as well r.i.p mamba uh, jeff you're obviously where the kobe bryant passing is kind of affecting the most people right now I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know about this until they said it on the broadcast because I'd been really? off Twitter. I've been off Twitter all day. I didn't know about that. And I was out doing things. I get back. I'm like, what is all this? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I hit Twitter. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, um, no, I, I hadn't heard about that until I read up on it. Man, you know, I'm, I'm always 
leery of small planes and helicopters and private use and stuff like that. But this is just tragic, especially having family and another family out there. Yeah, children, man. That's that's the heartbreaking thing to me. I mean, it, it sucks losing a sports icon, sure, but there were children who didn't get a real chance to live. Uh, R.I.P. Kobe from Eloquent and Tim Traver. Uh, Anakin JMT with a more wrestling-based uh, question saying, So happy Cain Velazquez was nowhere to be found. <laughs> as was I, Jeff, because as I was watching that Brock thing, I thought if they did all this just to bring out Cain Velazquez, or any Cain for that matter, I would have been very disappointed. They 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 don't need that. I don't need to see Cain Velazquez until he's ready. I kind of agree, but we'll get into that when we get into the Rumble because my my alternative for Kane eliminating Brock was Riddle, and that was inexplicable what they did with him tonight. So I mean, I, let's go ahead. I, let's go ahead and talk about that at the top of the show before we get into the Royal Rumble. There was a report from Pro Wrestling Sheet that I later confirmed with several people backstage at WWE that Brock Lesnar and Matt Riddle got into a bit of a verbal confrontation. Now, as we've seen, Matt Riddle doesn't shy away from this. I mean. The, the first Matt Riddle, Brock Lesnar comments happened on Fightful.com mm-hmm. years ago when we did the broadcast, and he wasn't happy with Brock. He wasn't happy with Goldberg. He gave Brock credit at least. I got the sense that he respected Brock Lesnar because he could work, but he would always go at Goldberg for not being able to. We saw how that face-to-face went down, and quite frankly— if things went down between Riddle and Goldberg, I think we all know how that one's going to go. Riddle's going to mop the floor with him. Don't call me bro, bro. Okay, yeah. bro. <laughs> Lesnar, however, is quite frankly more recently removed from the cage than Matt Riddle. Significantly bigger. What I was told and reported on FightfulSelect.com is that Brock had a conversation with Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle understood. Yeah, I don't think... Unless Brock is going out looking for Riddle because of those comments, they're not going to interact at all because Brock's going to be on his own in his dressing room doing whatever, going over the match with whoever he has to go over it with. Doesn't seem like the type who's out there being all sociable and whatnot and would just happen to run into Riddle. As we've seen, Riddle kind of sought them out. Yes, Riddle will all, yeah, but Riddle will also play troll and go looking for people. He does not play office politics well. You know, if. He knows he's I, not going to get fired. What, yes. What will happen instead is he'll get eliminated from a Royal Rumble in a minute. Yes. Which we'll talk about later, but uh, yeah. I, my first thought was, did somebody show him the watch-alongs? Yeah. <laughs> did somebody show Vince the watch-alongs where Riddle just trashes everybody? <laughs> if I'm Brock Lesnar, I'm going to bat for Matt Riddle. I'm not yeah. crushing him. I can make money with this guy, and he can make me angry, and it'll be a great-looking fight. That's... That's all Brock would care about. Now, obviously, there's another fight in the cards right now, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll be talking about that. Vincent Elisar said, Drew eliminated Reigns and Lesnar, rocket strapped. That's the damn truth. Um, Stuart? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me comment on that Drew eliminating Brock thing. I would have loved the rocket. Just have Drew eliminate Lesnar. You don't need the nut shot from Ricochet. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, you don't necessarily need him to even win the Royal Rumble, but oh. but I'm I'm not I'm I don't hate that. Throwback says Edge versus Reigns, Drew versus Brock. What do you think about Edge versus Reigns? I was more in for AJ versus Edge. 
I was watching those two interact. I'm like, I could, I could watch this. Might be off the table, depending yeah. on how AJ's looking after that. Drew versus Brock, I think that's a natural. They, I they agree. For everybody that says, oh, you got to take this long, this long to build up somebody, they got Drew there in like, what, a month and a half, two months solid? They got two months. They got this super show where they're obviously going to do some of these things that they set up in the Rumble, I think. Uh, they got the Elimination Chamber. You have time to build stories here. Tim Ollie says, Drew is the perfect choice to win. I am ecstatic. Uh, Michael Morgan says, tough day, but the pay-per-view made it easier. Thank you for great coverage all day. I appreciate you guys and Fightful so much. Such a good rumble tonight. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the this in Super Chats and subscribe to Fightful Select. Know that we had some skeevy people on Twitter, but that was all in good fun. Uh, big thank you to all of you that subscribed tonight. We had like... 40 or 50 new subscriptions based on the Sasha Banks news, which I will get to uh, later on. DJ Cass, we, we still got Super Chats rolling in. Uh, I'll get up to DJ Cass's in a minute, uh, but well, let's talk about Seamus and Shorty G. <laughs> if we have to. First off, I... apparently Gable was busted open a little bit already as he came in, but like, was it his cauliflower here? I don't remember him bleeding in the match. That's he he was of, bleeding from the ear in his match, yeah. Yeah, then it was probably a cauliflower ear. Yeah, it looked like it. Uh, I didn't give a shit about this match, Jeff. I I just found it stunning that they gave Sheamus... There, there was a lot of these great matches. Oh, look how hard this guy tried, but he still loses. I, I just... I didn't understand that. I don't understand that as an ending. I don't understand that as... A finish to put guys over or to make them stars. If you're if you if, if you're not going to, then don't have the match. But both both matches on the pre-show, you know, especially bringing Umberto back so so quickly, only to have him lose again. But Shorty G is a guy who you've basically been almost destroying on a weekly basis on SmackDown with <laughs> with Sheamus. I thought possibly a banana peel win. I thought maybe he might get a strong win here, but no, they just they just beat him. And that's the end of this feud, I guess. I thought that it could possibly go the old, you know, the thing they love to do with Sheamus. He's so cocky, then he gets beaten. Yeah, then he gets rolled up real quick. And then big big surly Sheamus, what? Now I'm going to care and I'm going to beat him. All right. I didn't care about this match. Sheamus was in great shape. The crowd didn't care about this match. This was a long match, too, for what it was. Yeah, yeah. Really everything was, except for Bailey and Lacey, I thought. But Gable and Sheamus went over the top rope. There's not much to note besides a cool spot where Sheamus caught Gable mid-moonsault and got DDT'd, and Gable hit another one. The Brogue kick wins it. Ah, sure, man. Sure. You know you know who I care about less than all this? Humberto Carrillo. I, and I make it pretty well known. Um... I, I thought I he had something. I thought he had something when he first came in, and they never, quote as someone else puts it, put the rocket. They never put. They never have that young, fresh twenty, young early twenties baby face that the women go crazy over. They never do that. His well. name's Garza Junior. His name's Garza. They beat him last night. Yeah, sure. If Garza <laughs> was six two, he'd be here. Yeah, that's the thing. Much. In, in my opinion, the best thing they could possibly do with Humberto Carrillo is bring his cousin up and hope, hope that when they team together, 
that he catches some of whatever Garza has, even if he's got to steal the pants gimmick by osmosis. Because Garza is everything they want Carrillo to be in that babyface young Hispanic star, except he's not 6'2", like Humberto yeah. Carrillo. And that's all what it is. And the thing is, Andrade's really good. I've seen them. Carrillo's last four matches have been Andrade. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say this about Carrillo. At least he switched up his arm drag off the ropes to where the person isn't sitting down because that didn't make any sense, Jeff. <laughs> arm drags don't work that way. You can't make somebody flip like that when they're sitting on their asses. Um, hey, you, just, remember the, you remember the big Carrillo-AJ Styles feud? Uh, <laughs> see, that's the thing. So Carrillo got the U.S. title shot. Then he lost. He lost the match. Then he gets knocked out of the top contender match takes a month off, and instead comes back and gets a title shot. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he wore a Ray mask at ringside? Why did he wear that mask? He didn't even help Ray. No, he <laughs> waited. He waited. <laughs> why? Was he? I'm confused as to why he... Yeah. It didn't make yeah. any sense. I got to give props to Throwback27. He has put $200 in our super chat right now. Um, big thank you, my friend. He says, Sean, this is for you donating your hair. I lost my mom to cancer this past May. And, uh, at time, Fightful is something that gets me through the day. Uh, with Keith Lee and Strowman, could this be the next match? Uh, to address the first part, thank you very much. I do have a video up on SRS Wrestling's YouTube explaining why I'm cutting my hair and donating it. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, I'm sorry that you, uh, that you lost your mom. I hate that. And hopefully, my hair will go to somebody and make them feel a little bit better, hopefully to uh, a child who doesn't feel comfortable maybe going out or something of that nature. So uh, that's happening this week. You all will see and hear more about that as it happens. Thank you, Throwback. Lee and Strowman, uh, they focus a little bit on that. It was We're going to talk about the interaction there, but as we get these super chats, I'm going to address them throughout the show. I don't hate that, but the thing is, they they had, quite frankly, I thought, to an extent, their 2020s Hogan and Braun Strowman and this big, surly guy who can do press, he can do all this stuff, and ultimately, they've limited him to, as I've mentioned, the subscribe to Cricket Wireless, the world's leading nation nationwide wireless company type of guy instead. Like, that's... He could have been something real special. Oh, God, yes. He was the next – I mean, even even after they had blown it with uh, the title shots way too early against Brock, they could have made him Andre the Giant, the like in terms least. of bringing him in every so often to just be a killer. And, and then, you know, he goes away for a while to keep him special. But now he's – now now it, now it's we want to see every trick he does every match. We want to see him run around the ring and and, and you know, shoulder tackle people and then, you know – Y'all get these hands. What got him over was were his unusual and random feats of strength and destroying stuff. And I've mentioned this before. Like, Brock Lesnar, we know he's a legit badass. Uh, Kurt Angle, we knew he was a legit wrestler. I don't know that Braun Strowman can legit tear down Titantrons, but when I look at him, I'm like, you know what? I buy into that gimmick. I buy that into and that. his speed. His speed as well when, when yeah. he was before the knee surgery the first time, and everybody was just amazed how quick he was. I mean, all you, all you had to do was just not do that every week. But Yeah. DJ Cass says it actually felt like tonight WWE was trying to make stars. I think they finally get it now. Uh, to an extent, it, it like there, there were a lot of people, familiar people, that won these matches. Becky won. 
Fiend won. He's already there. Andrade won. Roman Reigns won. He needed to win that. But Charlotte Flair won, too. That wasn't building people, but building people in some of the elimination situations. Yeah, I agree with. What do you think, Jeff? I think a lot of the way they told the story to make the star worked against making them bigger stars. The Becky one, the Charlotte one, um, even to some extent the Bianca Belair one where, I mean, Bianca was that first half of that rumble. She was a rock star. Yeah. And then, and then they just bring in somebody to get seven eliminations in a row to basically tire. And you're just like, no, don't yeah. do that. It's, you know, that, that kind of thing. It seems like if you ain't getting a push, you don't eliminate anybody. Yeah. Anymore. And, and, you know, it, it's one of these things where it's like they, they were actively, in terms of the logic in some of the storytelling, not sure. all of it, but some of it, they were, were – like the Becky Asuka one drove me a little bit nuts to be honest with you because yeah. the whole point was for Becky to beat Asuka and then they added in the ref stuff in there and you're just like, just have her win. A couple more notes on the Andrade-Humberto match. Love the stu- Super Frankensteiner. Like the small yep. package counter and the hammerlock. I even like the finish. A good sunset flip finish uh, out of a powerbomb, good. That stuff should finish people. Ref hosed them on a springboard pin spot that Carrillo did very well. And he acted like the shoulders weren't down, but they yeah. they were. And I know that better safe than sorry in some instances, as we've seen. But, I, like, Humberto had a good match is the thing. It's just I don't care about him. And he needed to be – he needed to show a little bit more – being emotionally destroyed after that loss a little bit. You know, he pulled the hair a little bit and was kind of half smiling afterwards. No, I I wanted him to be devastated after that. And uh, because he wrestled a hell of a match, I thought Uh, the match itself was great. I just didn't understand doing it this quickly, doing it on a pre-show and then just having him lose clean as a sheet. Main card. uh, We get this intro video from Steve Austin and he censors himself. He says, open a can of, you know what? Right after he said the word bitch. Okay. Well, falls count anywhere. I enjoyed this match. This wasn't like a technical clinic or anything, but they brawled onto the dugouts. They had Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler get involved. They went through a bunch of tables, like a bunch of Samoan drops through tables, a bunch of dives off of landings from the Usos. What'd you think of this? It was it was an insane, almost mid '90s style ECW type of brawl. The the jump off the balcony by the Uso. And Dolph taking the brunt of the force of that yeah. landing onto metal was impressive, I thought. Um, they really I mean, utilized we, the fact that they were in Minute Maid Park for yes. this. Also, I, hilarious that they that when Roman Reigns put Baron Corbin into a porta potty, I think Cole called it a structure. Structures, yes, yes. because because <laughs> they refused. We're not gonna call it a toilet on television. Damn it, we're gonna call it a structure. Oh my God. And it was a porta potty with no water. I once knew a girl who called it a portal potty, and I was like, "Well, I hope <laughs> I hope you don't think the crap in there disappears." You know, I was I was like, "Okay, they're gonna turn this over. Where's all the liquid gonna go?" And there's no liquid. <laughs> it was. It was, it was fine. I'll tell you, from going to the Royal Rumble last year, this match had to be hell on the live crowd trying to watch it on the Titantrons live, I, I bet. I was getting snaps from people who were there right next to them, though, and that was very cool. Uh, yeah. That, that was very neat. I love that they finished the match on top of a dugout. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That was so cool. I loved all the Samoan drops through tables, all the spots. This was a, a bunch of fun. They have really played to Roman Reigns' strengths primarily, really since the Undertaker thing. It's just they can't get out of their own way, like with the who attacked Roman Reigns thing. 
But man. You, you know the one thing <laughs> from the get go though, Roman was had an uphill climb on here. I'm like, why is he attacking the guys carrying yeah. carrying Corbin? What did they do? <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just working stiffs there for fifty bucks and, and a TV appearance. Hi, yeah. mom, get punched in the face. No, but I liked uh, I liked the usage of the Usos and, and Ziggler and Rude here. I didn't mind it because you knew it was going to happen anyways. Everybody was expecting it, and the way they did it, and then they knocked each other out. Basically, to then go back to the the one on one. This is fine. Let me ask you: shoot structure or work structure? There was it a real porta potty? Could fans have went in there? Because Anakin JMT no. is saying, imagine if a fan had been in that toilet. Uh, no, they're obviously or at least the one that they used wasn't full. It had no water or green liquid or anything of yeah. any kind when you tipped it over. So it was obviously a work. Uh, Stuart Reese, William Harris sends a super chat reminder: donate a super chat if you're watching live. Your question or statement gets read on the air. He says, where would you put Brock among the greats? It depends on what you mean, because he ain't one of the greatest draws of all time in WWE. I mean, he is in one of their richest eras, which you could argue something about that. I think if he wrestled a lot like what he did 15, 16 years ago, we could talk about him as one of the great workers. For what he does, I, I got to say, he does have the big fight feel like a lot of people. What about you, Jeff? Oh, he is must see every time. Every time. I don't care. Don't don't care what it is. I'm watching him. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, you know, if, if we're going with you know greatest workers or whatever of all time, yeah, sure. If he if he had stayed in, if he hadn't gone to UFC, all those are things. But I'll tell you something. I I know I know Alex was mad as hell at them taking the belt off of Kofi and giving it to Brock. Brock feels like a champion every time he's out there. And that's all I want. I want a guy who who's big, who can kick ass. And that's what I want to see in wrestling. Uh, Chris Ferris says, Wrestle votes on Twitter saying Edge has signed a new three-year deal. Any proof of that? I have no proof of it. I don't know if he did. Um, but I know that Edge coming back was the talk. Well, I'll say this. Before the main event of Hell in a Cell 2019 backstage, uh, Edge being cleared was the talk backstage. Uh, Anakin JMT says, boo to Kevin Dunn for shoddy camera work. Now, I don't know who was responsible for that, but you best believe we're going to talk about one of those later during the Edge <laughs> edge thing. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. You might get an epic triggered rant isolated clip for this one. But we got the Women's Royal Rumble match. Jeff, I love this match. Did you? I enjoyed it quite a lot other than what what I've already gone over previously. But you need to explain some things in the, in this women's rumble. If you're not going to have, I thought you meant me personally. Oh, you you email you yeah, especially. But I mean, if you're not going to have both NXT champs going for a shot at the at the at WrestleMania, but you're going to have Shotzi Blackheart in there and, and stuff, you just need to explain it somehow. Just you know, there was a random draw, and some people don't get numbers. King, okay, great. There you go off of that. I thought before this happened that someone else was going to win, someone who wasn't in at all, and that you could hold off Shayna Baszler until tomorrow night, and she could walk out and challenge Becky or even challenge Bailey or both if you're keeping the belt on Bailey, and you'd be fine because she won the Survivor Series match. She doesn't need the rub from the Rumble. She is a superstar as soon as she walks in the building. If you're putting her in the Rumble – I don't understand why you have her not win it. That's what I don't get. I, I really that that was the only baffling part of this to me, especially after building up Bianca as they did. Um, 
you know, it's well, obvious. That let's talk a, about that. Alexa, yeah. number one, Bianca, number two, both got really good reactions and both stayed in quite a bit, which I kind of like that, that story. Mm-hmm. Number three, I love Mighty Molly. I love Mighty Molly. I said on the, the Fightful Select Q&A, the two surprise entrants I wanted, even though we've seen Molly a lot, Evolution, Royal Rumble, I wanted her or Victoria. I love that they continue asking her to come back because they know they did her dirty when she was actually with the company. Of course, of course. And she is one of the great people in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beth Phoenix used to tell a story that when she was having a tough time paying her tuition at OVW, she came in and half of it was paid, and she later found out that it was Molly Holly that came in and did it. So uh, thank you, Molly Holly, for Beth Phoenix, that shining ray of light in a dark decade of despair. But she had a body press. Nikki Cross came in. Bianca and Alexa were landing most of the good offense here. Uh, Lana came in and cut a promo. Mercedes <laughs> came in, got quite a bit of shine early on. Boy, they they believe in Mercedes already, as they should. She has the best mean face of any woman in wrestling. I love Mercedes Martinez. I couldn't have been happier. I was wondering what was taking AEW so long. I was wondering why NXT didn't sign her. One of my favorite all-female stables was the old – I believe it was Shimmer. I don't – it was the other Shimmer shine, but I think it was Shimmer. was Trifecta, which was Mercedes, Nicole Savoy, Mm -hmm. and Shayna Baszler, and they were awesome together. I was shocked at uh, Impact when they lost Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. I thought that they would try to bring in Mercedes, Ivelisse, Thunder Rosa, Diamante, any combination, and make them a female LAX because why not when you're going to lean heavily on the women's division there? Uh, But Mercedes got snatched up. And rightfully so. She should have been snatched up a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liv Morgan comes in and eliminates Lana. Liv has a star look about her upon the return. Like, I, she looks like a million bucks. Um, as does Mandy Rose, who goes after, uh, goes at Nikki. Candice LeRae is out at number nine and gets some great offense. Bianca eliminates Molly Holly. Alexa almost eliminates Mandy and we get a spot that I adored, Jeff. Now, I am very particular. I am a stickler for rules in the Royal Rumble. Things that I don't like. I don't like Leva Bates landing on a book outside the ring and staying in. I don't like Kofi Kingston last year landing on Xavier's back. Yeah. I don't like Xavier landing on – or Kofi landing on Xavier's back, then putting his back on the ground, but putting one foot in the air. I don't like that. This I didn't mind. It was such a surprise and so unrepentantly stupid. I couldn't help but love it. <laughs> exactly. And I, love my, I love my unrepentant stupidity in wrestling. Um, the one rule that I can't get past is you have all these referees there. If you are yes. eliminated or not part of the match, you should not be able to eliminate someone who is part of the match. The Vader I'm, rule. The Vader rule, exactly. And you had Lana eliminating Liv. And I'm just, no. You got referees there. I got to say. Make a call. As far as facial expressions go, Mandy and Otis knock it out of the park. Knock it out of the park. Otis is fantastic. In a different world, in a different territory, he'd be a multimillionaire because he'd just be the most over thing there. Um, He's their Jim Duggan. Yeah, he's he's a Chris Farley character come to life, and he's so great at it. I love it. We didn't need him in the men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, This was his spot. This was his... Royal Rumble moment. It's going to be in a bunch of top 10 clips mm-hmm. for the next deck, few decades. It got a great reaction from the crowd. Uh, really, really loved that. 
Oh, man. But Bianca then effectively eliminates Sonya and Mandy. I got to see a Sonya versus Mercedes match, though, the way they oh, were. yeah. The way they were chucking and ducking in there, Jeff. She was kicking the hell out of Mercedes' legs, and I was like, I'm here for this. Yeah. Let, let's see these two throw down. They have got such a wealth of talent um, between their three or four women's rosters. I just need to see it distributed a little bit more evenly and see some some good stories out of it. Kyrie Sane comes in. Great to see her in the ring. Distracts with her umbrella. Kicks people's asses. Mia Yim gets eliminated quickly by Alexa Bliss. But Bianca's throwing out everybody. Uh, Nikki Cross. Uh, then there's a great series of spots with Alexa. Alexa, I thought, delivered in this match for what she was supposed to do. She holds on to Bianca's hair. Bianca runs her into the post with it. They're, they're doing some good creative stuff. 32 years into the Royal Rumble. Yeah, they learned from the mistakes of, of last year, obviously, where they, they tried to do way too many choreographed things to to coordinate with the time, and the wrong people were doing them. Um, it, it, the, I went to the first Women's Royal Rumble, and this was a lot like the first one, where everybody kind of got their moment, and the ones who weren't going to be sticking around got eliminated fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that was Tamina. <laughs> she got eliminated quickly. That was um, fine I, it, it, because it was Bianca who did it, and and yes. she needed to be she needed to be built up as a powerhouse, which she was. I'm, I'm great with that elimination. So uh, I gotta say, God bless Alexa Bliss and Kyrie Sane for not doing the Del Rio spot. They <laughs> teased it, and then Bliss eliminated Sane. I like that. Um, Dakota Kai is out. She and Dana were not on the same page in the ring at all. No. And Chelsea Green comes out, and my question is, why do you have a Chelsea Green or a Matt Riddle in this spot? In this spot, Chelsea Green trying to establish herself on NXT TV. And fortunately, she got a little elimination. That's cool. But bam, immediately out. I guess the elimination is nice, but... You want to talk about another girl who looks like a million bucks and forced WWE's hand. She got passed up after Tough Enough. She yeah. got passed up on Tough Enough, Jeff, then came in as a late replacement. Then WWE was like, nah, we're good. And she kind of forced their hand with how she performed in Lucha Underground and Impact Wrestling. And they're like, damn, we better sign her. Yeah, they used her in a sketch once. They used her, wasn't she like Daniel Bryan's physical therapist or yep. something in a sketch? And then sure she went was. off and would, went to train so, elsewhere and Lance became Storms. huge. Yeah. Yeah, and she, they passed on her several times. She forced their hand. And this, I'm like, ah. Like, I saw a lot of people complaining about John Morrison. We'll get there. I didn't have a problem with that. This, I was like, man, just, just like a minute or two more. She hasn't been established on NXT either as anything other than a flake, and so you're establishing for anybody who was watching that who knows who she is, you're just establishing that she's not supposed to mean anything, and that this Robert Stone character is is just, you know, a manager backing up a geek. You had other women who were disposable here that you could have used in that spot. Either of the Iconics would have worked here. Um, yeah, Billy Kay. Yeah. Billy Kay would have been perfect here. Uh, neither she nor... Peyton Royce were in this match. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk uh, about where Sasha Banks is, I guess, because she wasn't in this match. There ain't no use in waiting until the end. I was told and reported on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe and support us. She's not cleared. She hasn't wrestled since January third, mm. and 
they've been teasing a match with Lacey Evans. It hasn't happened, but she isn't cleared. Wasn't told the injury, the severity, or anything, but they didn't announce that... They didn't announce anybody that would be in it, much less who wouldn't be in it, Jeff. Exactly. Yeah, no, and th- this is another problem that they have. When, when you're building up uh, a rumble based on surprises, okay, fine, then don't don't announce anybody. You know, just yeah. say there's going to be 30 women in the rumble based on a random draw, and then you don't have to go back and explain why some people weren't in it and some people weren't. Because they had this problem in the men's rumble as well. They had announced like four people that weren't in the rumble after all. And you're just like, well, that was kind of dumb. But, you know, you have to turn your brain off for that kind of logic occasionally. And I don't like doing that. I like, you know, if you're going to announce the people in the rumble, I want them in the rumble. Now, I'll say this. This women's rumble and the men's rumble uh, laid out unlike any I've ever seen. And it ain't easy to make a fresh match after 32 years, and you've done probably 40 of them, including like Rumbles on Raw and Greatest Royal Rumbles, it's not easy to do that. I mean, people struggle to come up with new spots in ladder matches, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tired and played thing. The, the one one excellent thing they did, I absolutely loved that they brought up, don't go to the top rope in a battle royale. Yes. And, and people got eliminated because they went to the top rope, and they went, see, Told you. I went, oh, there you go. There's logic. Thank you, logic. I, I don't That's like the works. leaning over the ropes either gimmick. Mm-mm. I don't like that. So uh, Beth Phoenix is up next. Or actually, she's not up next. Naomi is out after Charlotte. Charlotte and Bianca, a bit of a callback to the past. I'm cool with that. But Naomi's back. Gets a good pop. Has a new look. Crowds love Naomi. Well, I, she I, she looked refreshed tonight. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times, that's my big criticism on Naomi is promos can be iffy, her offense can be iffy. But yes. when her offense lands, it's like a Rob Van Dam or a John Morrison. When her offense lands, it looks real good. When it doesn't, it's like, ah, come on. But she looked on point tonight. SmackDown could use her, so I'm glad to see her back. Um, I am too. I'm very glad to see her back. Beth Phoenix is up next, and I'm so happy to see her every time, Jeff. I really like her. I have so much respect for her after this Rumble match because she had she had red hair after this match, and she split her head open bad somewhere, and I don't know where it was, but she could have given up. I would have liked to have seen commentary make more of Beth Phoenix in this match as someone who had scouted all these NXT people. That's and a going great after idea. Them. I, I, I think that was a missed opportunity because I know they, they like the nostalgia pops. I know Vince doesn't watch NXT, but the announcers know that she's an announcer over there. And when she went after Bianca, I was like, oh, you got to mention this. You got to mention that Beth knows that Bianca's a threat from being over there. And then you give NXT a plug and you also put over Bianca and Beth. And I, I it was just one of those things where I was like waiting for it and it didn't happen. I would love to see Asuka and Kyrie Sane against the Divas of Doom. I would love to see that. You're struggling for tag teams right now. You got one given to you on a platter. Give me Beth Phoenix. Let me tell you, the youngsters were not kind to the Phoenix family tonight. They didn't take it easy on <laughs> either of them. They're bleeding. and They're both like, going to be going home and going, Mommy and Daddy are fine, kids. Like, they're bleeding. We're told a few months ago that one's like a bump away from paralysis. And they're like just doing whatever. Um, Bianca Belair eliminated 33 or, or lasted 33 minutes before being eliminated by Charlotte Flair. I'm okay with that. She she set an eliminations record. 
and got eliminated by Charlotte, but I didn't seem it didn't seem like you were too keen on it earlier. Um, the Bianca Belair exit, you mean? Overall, yes, by Charlotte. Um, you know, going to the top rope for Bianca Belair, I thought was a little bit much. But my problem with it wasn't actually the elimination. My problem was as soon as she's eliminated, and she had, they were putting over how many people she had eliminated. She had like a record, I think, for a Women's Royal Rumble. Yes. Then you bring in somebody else. Actually, two people because both Charlotte and then um, Shayna just go on an elimination spree of all kinds. I'm like, well, then don't give her a big elimination build if you're just going to have someone else just throw out a bunch of people. That's That was my issue with it. Tony Storm had come in uh, right before that, got a nice reaction as well. Kelly Kelly. And her she offense stiffed, looked... She stiffed Charlotte. Oh. It's the best. <laughs> oh man well charlotte throws out sarah logan and kelly kelly i swear they're gonna team up humberto and kelly just to mess with me but She's after those eliminations beth phoenix i don't know how to put this without saying it crudely beth phoenix is just putting the boots to charlotte's tit on the apron she just got them fixed beth <laughs> She had this problem. She got sick. Like, have some mercy. Come on, man. Those things are ridiculous. I'm going to kick the hell Jeez, out. Beth. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you said she scouted everybody, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know where, you, where you've been enhanced. I'm going to kick you right man. there. Man, <laughs> poor Charlotte. Damn. Congratulations on your engagement. Yes. Get a new body for the dress. <sighs> Zia Lee, Zelina, Shotzi, Carmella, Tegan Knox, they're all well, in. We have to talk. Someone wants the Chinese to be very happy because Zia Lee gets in this thing every year. Yeah. And I and and trust me, if you've heard me on my own podcast how about Zia Lee, I think she has something. Yeah. If they'd stop having her do all the choreographed fight stuff and just have her kick the crap out of people. They want her to be a kung fu fighter. Yes. All I want her to do is kick people in the face and the body, and that will be fine instead of doing the gymnastics. Buddy, if this were then, 20 years ago, Vince would have her cut a promo, and she'd be doing the Funaki gimmick where somebody does the dubbed stuff. They would put subtitles underneath her. They want her to be a kung fu fighter. This is not Lady me reporting Quang. something, by the way. Don't don't say I reported this. It's my hunch. As Keyshawn Webley says, stream holla by Jim Johnston. How dare you? How dare you? But she comes in and they have her do all this choreographed stuff that she just looks terrible at. But if the Chinese government is happy, then we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> so Beth is busted open big time. She and Natalia tossed Charlotte through the ropes. Naomi did the John Morrison save spot. I dug it because she was real close. Real close. And she I saw her holding on to that edge and I'm going... Oh, this is look. Let, let's see how how the how the layoff is done on the upper body yes. strength right here because I thought she was gonna slip. Kudos to her because you could see and people are hitting the dumb thing while she's hanging yes. on. I'm like, you morons. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking homicide in the terror dome on the the impact on Mondays. Whoo boy! I was thinking worst case scenario there, but she did it. The table, the the bridge spot. I thought it took too long for them to do, but. It was were they reinforcing it when the camera was off of her? Because that's all I was thinking. It looked iffy. 
my wife was sitting there like, ah, that's that's not going to work. But it did, and it, it worked out great. I loved that. A great reintroduction for Naomi. Uh, she freshened things up. I'm I'm all for that. Oh, boy. What did you think of Santina Morella? I – at first I was fine with it, and then as I – as I backed off a bit, I thought it was insulting. I, really? I, I, I don't look. The women have a tough enough time in front of these crowds getting over still, even after the revolution and things like that. Yes. I just, I don't think you need something like that working against them. And I'm not offended by it. I'm not sure. angry about it. It was, it was funny for what it was. But at the same time, you want these people over as legitimate stars and athletes as opposed to entertainers, you know, with the soft shoe and the top hat and the waka 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 comedy <laughs> stuff. I just think it works against them in some ways. So I wouldn't have done it. So I, I understand. Think, I think that comedy is something that's missing a little bit from the women's divisions. Like we don't have much of that in, in that regard. And I would love to see more of it. We I'll, had tell it already. You, I'll tell you why I didn't have a problem with this, and I even enjoyed it. One, we we seen Naya in the men's rumble last year. Two, it's sort of it's not righting the wrong, but it's kind of helping right the wrong of the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal because that was an insult. That yeah. that was insulting to me. You brought back all these legendary people who many of them tried to build up your women's division. To be not the joke that they made it, and they made it even more of a joke. They reinforced that joke back then. Santina coming in, and Beth Phoenix being so goddamn masterful with her facial expression. Oh, she was great. She was absolutely fantastic. Was awesome. And the Divas of Doom threw him out. Uh, shout out to Natalia for trying to get that garbage time elimination that she didn't get. She tried to reach over and just touch him so it would count on the Wikipedia page. I know what you're doing, Natalia. I could see that. She wanted that one. But Santina looking at them and going, time to peace out. I was all yeah. right with that. I thought that was a good way to, again, I don't want to say it rectified what happened back then. But it helped it a little bit. Right. And also, if you remember the first Money in the Bank when uh, James uh, – oh, what's his Ellsworth. last name? Ellsworth climbed the ladder for the he shall not be named on our podcast anymore yeah sorry about that um but you know it was for historical purposes he had to be named for that footnote and it just it just it just set back that division into having to do another one and you're just like you know why why have to do it over again but you know it was fine for a comedy spot I think I think they have enough funny like the iconics to me are legit funny They, they are every 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 promo they do they're hilarious in their stupidity, so I love them. So I would have just done something with a woman here as opposed to a man, but that's me. Fair. Uh, Anakin JMT says, blame Santina on Warren's love for Cameron Grimes' hat. He facetiously loves that hat. He doesn't legit love it. There's no way. Um, <laughs> Jacob Jacob Noble reiterates the question. I am reviewing this match, but I, I'll just say uh, I don't have any word on the Edge contract. I, I imagine he's back full-time. I've not heard anything to the contrary. Uh, but I don't know if he signed a three-year deal next or yet. I will find out, or I will uh, do my best to find out. What is Sasha needing to be cleared from concussion? I don't know. I couldn't. I oh. didn't. I wasn't. All right. I didn't ask specifically what it was, but um, I was just told that Sasha is not cleared. So Shayna's in. She attacks Charlotte. She tosses out Carmella, Shotzi, Tegan, Naomi. Eliminates seven people. Quick. It's down to the Divas of Doom. 
Shayna and Charlotte. I, I dig that final four. Even though I didn't think that the Divas of Doom were going to win, there's a certain bit of respect that goes along with the final four type of thing. Uh, I like that, but how do you feel about this as a, as a final four? I'm fine with it. I'm done with the Divas of Doom always turning on each other every year. Yeah. Because they do every year. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a yearly thing where we're going to team up for 20 seconds and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just like, yeah. you know, do it until you get one of you gets eliminated. That That's all I want out of a team. And, that's and a smart they, thing. And they always re, they never do that smart thing. It's always somebody, you know, they're going to, it's every man for himself. Ever since Axe and Smash 1 and 2 mm-hmm. in 1990, I've hated that. I, just be two people who eliminate everybody and they'll be the final two to fight it out. That's what I want to see a Rumble be booked one time. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. The men's Rumble was booked pretty logically in some senses. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that, obviously, but Baszler eliminates Beth Phoenix, and then Charlotte head scissors Baszler over the top rope, wins the match, and cuts a promo afterwards. Charlotte Flair. Is she a baby face? <laughs> I, I don't think that they ever really distinctify, or made it distinct. No. And, and, uh, Chris says, chances Charlotte picks anyone but Becky? They could re, they could go back and do, uh, Bailey, Charlotte, and I'd be yeah. fine with it. I think that even though it'll be one of those two, the winner of each Royal Rumble match shouldn't just get to pick like what champion they face. They should get to pick whatever match they want at WrestleMania. Agreed. They should get to choose if, stipulation, whatever. You know, yeah. if if Drew wanted to face the Undertaker instead, if that was his big thing, his big goal, he should be able to pick that. I think it should be whatever the hell they want. And yeah, I agree with that stipulation as well. Uh, Aaron Jay's fan says Shayna versus Charlotte, a future WrestleMania match. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how Baszler will translate to main roster crowds if she does do that. But uh, how do you feel about Charlotte and what direction they're going to go here? I think they're going chalk. I think they'll probably end up Charlotte and Becky mm-hmm. because it's, it's, you know, it's two friends who know how to work with each other, and they want to have a good match. And I'm, and I think, I think Charlotte made things difficult last year with the with the Ronda match. I really yes. thought that needed to be a one on one, and uh, they cool down Charlotte to heat her back up for Mania time. That's that's how I view it. She never, she will never need help getting yeah. into a main event thing because she'll always have main event cred. So I, I don't worry about it as much as I don't worry about her being in it as the why she's in it and will she be too overpowering. In terms of her presence there, because I thought you know, she she's like certain spices. A little bit of her goes a long way in a match, and I thought she was just completely unnecessary in the Becky and uh, Ronda build. Uh, thank you to Nick Pruitt who passed along a video. It looked like Beth got her head busted. I want to say looks like I, I can't say for sure when she was brawling with Bianca up on the top rope, and it looked like her head cracked up against the new uh, newer ring post that they have up there. Oh, so. Okay. The ring post giveth and they and they take it away. I know a lot of people really prefer those, but yeah, it looked like Charlotte took a shot at on one of the turnbuckles for a bit and was knocked a little loopy for a second. Yeah, there, Stuart Reese William Harris says pay per view is perfect apart from Charlotte. <laughs> Teach their own, sure. I, I thought it was a, a good one too. Tim Ollie said Santino was a big slap in the face and a waste. Uh, do you lean more towards that? I do in retrospect. At the time, I didn't mind it. But in retrospect, I kind of go, yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I think we've come far enough where we don't need that stuff anymore. Tim Ollie also says, I wish Shayna or Sasha won the rim, women's rumble though. Sasha couldn't. Shayna, I mean, it'd be a great way to establish somebody, but also you got a lot of these women that need that Royal Rumble accolade under their belt too. <laughs> She's established though. She, she was is. established in Survivor Series. Yeah, the Charlotte thing feels like a makeup. It feels like one of those things where I need to win every title because I'm going to be a legend in this business. It, it felt like a makeup to me. Here you go. Here's one. And this is an interesting super chat from Stuart, Stuart Reese William Harris. Do you think they could do Charlotte versus Rhea at WrestleMania? I'd be down for that. For go, really. Her going for the title that she held. She built, yeah. And, and hey, you know. You, you established that as a world championship. There's a couple more reigns for Charlotte already. Just just tack it on. Just tack oh, yeah, it on. They, they need to get to the 16, don't uh-huh. they? Oh, we'll do the NXT title a few more times I while mean, we're at it. Let's be real. They're on cable TV. Why isn't it considered that? Yeah, yeah, it should be now. You're, you're exactly right. Um, going back to the women's rumble for one postscript. I actually thought that Nia Jax might have been cleared for this and that they were going to build her up for the SmackDown title here, so I was dead wrong on everything. So as far back as the summer, when I would get those injury lists that would list how long people were out, it was always like let me let me check the date here. Yeah, it was always like 120 uh one, January 20, 2020 for like her and Ruby like, it, yeah, you could tell that they always wanted them back for Royal Rumble. You just didn't know if they would be back type of thing because they had Jinder Mahal listed for November. They had Jeff Hardy listed for November. Like they have a lot of them that aren't anywhere near. I mean, quite frankly, it's not a big secret. Tommaso Ciampa was like when he was working, he was kayfabing when I put out there when he was coming back. He was like he told me straight up. That's a miscommunication. It wasn't a miscommunication, but they do happen with those injury lists. And he would put that out there like, that's not when I'm coming back. I'm not ready yet type of thing. But that happens a lot. Like, I'll have wrestlers contact me and be like, I'm not going to be out that long. Or I'm going to be out a lot longer than that type of thing. So there is some sense of miscommunication there. Though that Champa one wasn't one of them. Uh, yeah, so... You still got Ruby Riot. You still got Nia Jax. Hopefully they'll be back sooner than later. But that's a couple of fairly solid names they can add to the main roster eventually. Uh, reminder, guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. If you're not familiar with FightfulSelect.com, that is our premium service. Right now it is a Patreon service, but this year we're going to move it on site to Fightful.com. There will be one baseline, uh, one baseline tier for that, but Right now, you can get a bunch of exclusive news. I had some additional info on the Riddle-Lesnar situation. I had mentioned last night, Ronda Rousey was not at rehearsals for the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, earlier today, I had, even though it was kind of out there on, on Reddit, MVP was seen backstage, which uh, we'll be covering in the main event segment. And also, I had the Sasha Banks news. I got news on AEW Creative coming up at the end of next week, I think it is. Uh, some stuff on NXT. I got a lot of backstage news that's up there, uh, including the Backstage Report podcast, where every Monday I give you a bunch of exclusive backstage news, contract updates, injury updates, stats. Uh, every other week I do a Q&A where subscribers ask as many questions as they want. Every weekend we do the Weekender podcast that covers all of your 
205 Live, NXT UK, NWA, New Japan, Beyond, and that stuff. Then, Monday and Fridays, if you, if you like completely negative reviews, <laughs> that's Alex's gimmick. Alex goes in and hates everything. The gimmick theme of the show is Alex Pawlowski and everything sucks. It's sour graps. It's worth checking out. There are some people that love that type of thing. Also, every month, we do retro reviews. We've always got bonus content going up. Uh, you will be happy with the money that you spend there. And I want to thank the the many, many people who subscribe tonight. That is the most direct way to support us. I know some of you like to keep your ad blockers off. You don't send super chats. That's okay. Uh, FightfulSelect.com, most direct way to uh, support us. Anna- this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Can JMT says, did anyone from WWE comment on Sammy Guevara being outside the building? Did you see that? Yeah, with the little tank that looks like it's for Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I thought it was cute. Why not? It's Sammy. Who cares? No, nobody's yeah. talked to me about it. It wasn't really on anybody's radar, to be honest with you. Um, nobody talked to me about that. Zach Schimmel says, uh, shout out to Throwback. He's the MVP tonight. Throwback being the person who sent those heavy super chats. Big thank you for all of you that are doing that. Reminder, you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a nice super chat. We'll do that. Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Bailey won this match. Uh, she got aggressive through Lacey into the barricade. The only thing that I thought was worth mentioning in this was the spot where Lacey's daughter grabbed her hand and wouldn't let go. I liked that spot. That was very cool. Other than that, Bailey wins holding the tights. Flabbergasted at this. I I thought Lacey was in line for a Hogan push here. She has advertising now. They've been playing up the marketing or the uh, the military thing, the mom thing. It's weird because Bailey had years of life as a baby face left if they had done her correctly. And Lacey needed more time as a heel to get to that point where we wanted to see her turn. And both of them have kind of been pushed to the forefront. I don't think either of them fit the role quite well. But I am shocked to hell that they beat her in front of her kid. Oh, that well, her kid's was, always there. Yeah. But it was still still somewhat surprising that they bring her out as kind of a prop yeah. to then beat her after after you know after seeing her get beat down, oh, kind of getting that. her revenge a little bit. How, how I, often have we seen Vince get heat on people via their kids, Ray and Dominic yeah. and and AJ's family and all that stuff? They love they love. I don't know how else to put this cucking angles in the sense that the person you love is getting stolen or the shit beaten out of them right in front of them. Even even Kofi Kingston getting beaten up by Randy Orton in the Revival while Xavier's forced to watch or vice versa. They love that. Bailey, and I like to call this character Aunt Pam. Uh, Aunt Pam. <laughs> Aunt Pam needs some vignettes. 
And she needs to, they need to go hard on this role model thing to help her because she's not going to be able to get over by herself. She can sometimes, if you watch the social media clips sometimes of, of promos and things, she has an inkling of it. She knows what she needs to do for this character. They, the creative needs to go heavy, heavy into this. I would have her giving bad role model speeches, heckling yes. children on playgrounds, doing, doing the, uh, Doing what they did with Peyton Manning on Saturday Night Live, just going against that type of being the supportive, you yes. know, athlete or whatever. They need to go hard on this because she is floundering a bit. And if they're going to keep the title on her because she's a great wrestler still, they need to go hard on the character a little bit more. This was unremarkable. Yes. Unremarkable. If they put this on the pre-show, it would have been a real good idea. WWE Universal Championship Strap Match. Oh, God, I enjoyed the hell out of this. The Fiend defeated Daniel Bryan, and for one, you can't have a bad match with Daniel Bryan, but The Fiend had a really good one. What'd you think? Muck, man. You don't have to put on the red light. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, oh, God, I yeah. Yeah, I love I loved this match a lot up until the end. I thought the ending really kind of was like a fart in church, but up until this, it was vicious, it was brutal. Daniel Bryan kicked him in the penis four times in a row. Yeah, I mean, do, do you think it works? <laughs> I mean, that got over. That didn't get over like a fart in church, but I mean, no, or or like you know, a limp penis in the bedroom, which you will absolutely not have when. <laughs> You visit Bluetooth.com and use the code FIGHTFUL. That's right, my friends. Get an erect penis when you go to Bluetooth.com, code FIGHTFUL. Don't rely on the strap, if you know what I'm saying. Use your own. Bluetooth.com, code FIGHTFUL. It uses the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they're better, they're faster, they're stronger. It'll take you to the championship rounds, if you know what I'm saying. You don't want to get eliminated in five or six seconds. You want to go the full hour. You want to be the Iron Man for your Iron Woman. Or, man, hell, I don't know what you're doing. Not here to judge. But Blue Chew is a chewable. Gets into your system a lot faster than those other guys. Full or empty stomach, it doesn't matter. And it works on your schedule. And I mean completely on your schedule. You don't have to set up a doctor's appointment. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to have the person at the pharmacy go, Hey! We got your penis stuff here! It comes, I mean, there's a chance if your mailman knows what you're being, you're getting delivered, either one, they're snooping in your mail, or two, you're banging your mailman. And like I said, there ain't nothing wrong with that, but it comes in a discreet package. So it doesn't have, right on the outside, penis stuff on the package. But people will be screaming about your package and your penis stuff when you use BlueChew.com code Fightful. It's prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians. It's good stuff, my friends. They're going to give it to you for free. Just pay $5 shipping. $5 shipping. That's it. They're giving you this for free. They, you, you know that they know it works. BlueChew.com code Fightful. Let them know that Fightful, uh, let you know about this and that you definitely weren't one of the 20 viewers that tuned out during this segue. <laughs> WWE, uh, anyway, it's a championship match, Jeff. You know, I loved that it was just a fight with a strap, and, and the two yeah. guys were connected. They didn't do any of that hokey four corners crap. 
yeah. that you sometimes see with the, these matches. It's just a nice, brutal match. Kudos to Bray Wyatt for having to do heavy cardio in a mask he can barely breathe in. Yes. I mean, that thing has to be hell on earth to work in. And, you know, and for a strap match, I mean, look, Daniel Bryan is the most undeniable baby face they've ever had in this company because he, he made this thing over and over. I mean, he kept every time he came back, man, this crowd was eaten out of the palm of his hands and it worked for the match. I thought the ending was kind of anticlimactic, but other than yeah. that, great match. Oh, I enjoyed this so much. Like you, I loved that they just did a pinfall because this is unique enough with the strap that you don't got to do the corner gimmick. You don't got to do that. Uh, I love the Fiend's high-pitched scream as he got kicked in the nutsack over and over again. <laughs> I loved him addressing the fan that screamed "Yowie Wowie." Bray doesn't care. He's going to do what he wants. Uh, he hit a Sister Abigail midair. There was a mandible claw into a triangle, into a label lock with the strap. Then they get up and hit the knee. Really good. I love the mandible claw being used as the Fiend's finish. I dig it. And Daniel Bryan sold this so hard all the way up the aisle. Yeah, the the only the only bad thing was it was the obvious horror movie play of the one last one last gasp against the big monster before yeah. dying thing. That that was part was hokey, but other than that, it was great. Sure. WWE Raw Women's Championship, a pretty solid match. I thought not necessarily the best placement for this. I think this show this match would have been really well served. To go on maybe right before the Women's Royal Rumble, earlier in the show, because you capitalize off of the, the heat of an early crowd. But the, no, no match, no match would have lived here. And my fear would, I mean, if yeah. they had put the Bailey match here, it would have died a death. I mean, this did as well as it could have, but everything had to go, everything had to go before that. Um, I had a small problem with this match. What's I that? liked it. I love Oscar to death. Asuka could main event the next five WrestleManias and still be underutilized, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Sane is a great, great second banana. When she does the fighting stance as, as Becky gets in the ring, all her mannerisms are great. Loved everything. The spot where Asuka kicks her and she's faking a concussion and the referee's checking on her and telling Asuka she can't pin her, she can't go after her, and he's about to wave off the match. And Becky grabs the legs. I, I I can't get over that as just being. It, it it hurts Becky in the story. I know it's oh she's the underdog who wants to continue and blah blah, but she's not an underdog. She's the man, and I know she's fighting someone who's beat her a lot of times. But you can't do the whole oh she was too wrong to continue. Oscar has to wait. And then you give her an advantage and say, wow, she really came against all odds in that match. Yes. It, it drives me absolutely nuts. Just just let them go at it and then let her get the inner fire to overcome it as opposed to getting this ref involved and almost waving off. Because, you know, what, what, you're an MMA site. If a referee thinks she's out, they're calling the match. Who's telling this? No, I want to continue. Please, let me let me continue with this match. No, you're knocked out, dummy. I mean, <laughs> Though- <laughs> Though there was a doctor who diagnosed a partially torn ACL in the middle of the cage last yes. week. He walked in and goes, partially yeah. torn ACL. She's good to go. And we're all, we're all like, what? But the thing is, they also use that as a crutch to make it seem cheap, too. When 
when somebody goes after the person who's being tended to or they whip them into the rope. And I'm like, that's not illegal. That's completely no. legal. They hurt yes. the person they're facing. You're, you're trying to hurt the person in a fight in the ring. What are you doing with it? Because it almost killed the match last night, the main event with when Alexander Wolf got knocked silly as well. They had to think of a reason for that. I thought they may go on the fly and say, hey, we'll just make it an elimination match and we can fix that problem. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't like the referee part of that. Other than that, match was great, but you can't then sell it as, man, Becky's really overcome her main adversary when you allowed her to come back from the most vicious attacks that she had. That was my issue. Let me tell you, that front suplex, the floor was vicious. That was a thud. Oh, yeah. Asuka did a nice uh, suplex slam in the ring, too. Uh, I can't imagine Becky taking that leg drop. To me, there are some moves that aren't worth, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Almost any back body drop and almost any top rope leg drop I see I'm like, it doesn't look like it'd be worth doing to me. This reminded me a lot of the uh, Oscar-Mickey James match at TakeOver Toronto in terms of the damage that both were willing to take in this match. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I I, Like I said, I like this match. I thought it was solid. I thought it was good where it was, as you did. You said they they probably did about as good as they could. The man handles slam hits, but uh, Becky gets hit with a code breaker and an arm bar, but... Oscar uh, goes for the mist, gets kicked in the head. I love that callback. She's been using it over and over again. Have it not work. And then Becky Lynch submitted Oscar. I thought this was fine and a good story to build up to this match because it, it had history. Whether intentional or unintentional, they had the history behind it. The story was rushed, though. I mean, it was just one week. Becky comes out and goes, I'm having doubts. It's like, where'd that come from? Well, they could have they could have built this whole thing. To, this could have been a WrestleMania match. This really could have with a story. It could have been. Um but, I mean, they did have her – them losing the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. And Asuka had beaten her in Survivor Series matches, Royal Rumble matches, singles, triple threat, TLC matches. She would beaten her in everything short of a, like, Kyrie on a pole match. She's beaten her in. Like, she'd beaten her in everything. Asuka's the most consistent performer to me on this roster in terms of both acting and wrestling. She does it all. She's always in character. She rarely breaks. She's fantastic. Every time her theme hits with that opening note, it always spells doom. Yeah. I, I mean, she, she's almost indestructible as a character on this roster. If you guys are new to Fightful.com, uh, check us out. We cover MMA, boxing, and wrestling. If you just like wrestling, that's okay. We got FightfulWrestling.com podcasts uh, every almost every day. Monday after Raw, Wednesday after NXT and AEW. Friday after SmackDown, but we have news shows as well. We have the Wednesday List and Your Boy podcast, myself and the Fightful.com founder, Jimmy Van, talking news. Thursdays, we have our lead wrestling writer, Jeremy Lambert, and one of our feature writers, Joe Holbert, covering the news. And we have a lot of great resources on Fightful.com. We have injury updates, like a full article of just injury updates, one of contract updates, one of stats every single week. We've got constant viewership updates, plus a bunch of reliable news that you can trust. Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Make sure you check us out. If you're watching live on YouTube or on YouTube at all, thumbs us up, subscribe. Most importantly, tap that notifications bell. It's time for the men's Royal Rumble match. Demon Diva, one of our mods, says, Beastie was robbed. I think Beastie had a good (laughs) showing. Uh Zachary of course she'd Schimmel. say that. <laughs> Zachary Schimmel says, Sean, for real, what do we have to pay to get a right in the penis? 
yell. I think we deserve one. Can I lose or can I use my championship tier plug for it? You know, God damn, he did spend a lot of money. So uh, I'll find a spot, but I, I don't like to run things into the ground. I don't like to do that. You like, don't? Like, I wouldn't run a gimmick. Is, it, about, is this new? I wouldn't run a gimmick about me being way taller than I actually am, then get a WrestleMania week show Thursday, April 2nd at 4 p.m. at the Copper Tail Brewery in Tampa, Florida, called Primetime Pro Wrestling Presents Sean Ross Sapp Served Tall, where you can catch Jonathan Gresham versus Fred Yehi. You, you, that, that wouldn't happen. Tickets available now. Chris Ferris says, giving my super chat solely for no red light in the Fiend match. That was refreshing, wasn't it? It was wonderful. Loved it. Zachary Schimmel says, subscribe to Fightful Select. You might see Jeff and Alex on Sour Graps together. Possibly, probably not. Still subscribe. Alex doesn't know the software. <laughs> Come on. He ain't going to learn that. He ain't going to learn I've that. offered. I've offered. He's like, yeah, maybe, you know, whatever. Give me the runaround and... He ain't gonna learn the software. I know Alex, and I love Alex, and his show rules. He, he runs one of the best one man podcasts that, like, period, because he does his thing and it works really well. FightfulSelect.com. Antoine Cooley says, one of the best rumbles in recent years, in my opinion. Good to see Jeff always. RIP Kobe Bryant. We lost a great one. Uh, yeah, we, I like to call upon Jeff here and there, and, Always is good to see Jeff, and I love this Royal Rumble, Jeff. I really enjoyed a lot about it. I, I did. Um, both both returns got a pop out of me, which is rare. Um, <laughs> just there was like five years where it was like MVP. It's been talked yeah. to. It was always MVP Morrison possibly coming back, and then we'll finally get MVP. Um, I like Brock as a beast. I, I always have. I this went kind of how I thought it would for the first. Five or ten people. I love that Elias came out as Jesus and then died for our sins at, <laughs> at that first thing. That was that was nice. Um, yeah. Other than, other than a couple of uh, storytelling issues, I I had no problem with this Rumble. Yeah. Plus, bringing MVP back, it, it means that WWE was able to get an MVP into Minute Maid Park without stealing signs. <laughs> I wanted the tunnel though. That was the only thing that was yeah. missing was that great inflatable tunnel. Oh my gosh. Reminder guys, this is your last opportunity to get super chats in. Uh, I am doing a Q&A show on Fightful Select this week though. So hey, you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'll answer as many questions as you want. It'll be, uh, after, it'll be later in the week this time though, because I have a trip to Cleveland. Brock Lesnar starts out. And so does Elias. He sings a song, gets chased by Lesnar, hit by a guitar and thrown out. Eric Rowan is next. He's thrown out. Bobby Roode's up next. He's thrown out. But he looked, uh, he looked competent for a few moments there, which was nice. Fair. John Morrison gets eliminated quickly. Now, some people, when I said uh, I was issuing some qualms about the Riddle thing, uh, they said, yeah, Morrison too. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. John Morrison ain't your top guy here. Just because he was an impact doesn't mean that. Him with the Miz is the right spot. It's it's the best spot for him. People have not been clamoring for Brock Lesnar versus John Morrison. This is a nostalgia run. This is the last big contract before he walks off into retirement. Yeah. This is a, this is a cash grab. This isn't a star making one. Yeah, this and I know that he says he wants the main event WrestleMania. 
Mm. I don't think that's his spot. I don't think that's his spot. I'll do respect. I want to. I want. I want to date supermodels. Can't always have what we want. There you go. <laughs> so Kofi Flavor of the Week Kingston came in and got that Flavor of the Week pop, Jeff, as in a huge pop that people loved, and he wasn't actually a Flavor of the Week at all. Oh, he's finally got to get revenge for that six-second title run. I could see little Alex Pawlowski standing on his couch going, oh, yes, no. yes, go get him, go get him, go get him. And go, Kofi! <laughs> it's your moment! Yeah, no, I... I Grab I, the I, brass I, ring, Kofi! I, I tease Alex because we've had it out on Twitter like three different times where it's like, they should have never taken the belt off of him. I go, no, it's the right choice. Oh, I think I think there's money in a Kofi Kingston-Brock Lesnar match way down that the line. Pop when he attacked him was phenomenal. Oh, and, yeah. and yes, there is a story down the road to tell here. They're never going to tell it. Yeah. They're never going to tell it. They really should. That That is a prime SummerSlam match, in my opinion, is Kofi Kingston smiling, power of positivity, people being like, hey, remember when you lost to Brock in eight seconds? And he's just smiling through it, and he's like, okay. Turns it off. <laughs> and then turns it off, and then he wants his revenge. And I don't even know if he beats Brock Lesnar, but he could put up a fight. But you it ain't easy to get people super over for a second second coronation type of thing and i think they could for kofi but they had they had these people thinking he was going to be the one to eliminate him well i think that's good i think that's I good too, that you yeah. give us hope spots because you know what it didn't hurt the person who did eliminate him it didn't compromise that i love that they had kofi kingston ray mysterio biggie back to back to back you're building it up biggie is out there directing traffic mm-hmm. trouble in paradise Good pop for that. Big ending, 619. And then Brock Hardy boys himself off of somebody's back and eliminates <laughs> all of them. They missed that shot too. Yeah. I'm like, what, what are you doing? That's the, that's the most athletic thing I think Brock's done in five years. That thing was awesome. I loved that. I, I, I was, I was half expecting Ricochet and not yes. Big E. I thought the three of them were going to be the ones to do, you know, and then he was just going to throw them all out. But no, I loved I loved everything about this. The hope spot was amazing. Mm-hmm. I really loved it. And these guys looked competent too, I thought. They looked smart. They were teaming up. They did not turn on each other. And they had history with Brock. Yeah. Uh, BMags19 says, the only thing missing from this show is Rob McCarron's no hat eating casual ass fan hot takes somebody didn't watch your last smackdown review because he tried to eat the hat on that show if you remember well we have other people betting on eating hats now too which is just sad i think alvarez just made a bet about it and i'm just like okay everybody wants rob yeah (laughs) cesaro quickly gets eliminated then shelton benjamin's out i dug this spot too because it complimented you for paying attention to things that have happened in WWE. Yes, with one exception. Cesaro was part of Paul Heyman's stable with Brock, sure. the guy before. But no, I love this. I just wanted this to be a little bit of a team for just a short but while. Did Just did a just, short while. Yeah, that would have been cool. And then when Brock got his use out of him, then threw him out. Yes, that's all I wanted was, was just a little bit of let me buy into it. Because the thing was, commentary – ruined this because they were like nope he's gonna turn on me he's gonna turn on he's gonna turn on us let us buy into it for a second before yeah. doing that 
but I don't know that Cesaro ever interacted that much with Brock when he was in that stable. No, 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 he didn't. But but he was a Paul Heyman guy. It would have been nice to. That's but. when they thought they could sprinkle Heyman dust on everybody and get Curtis Axel over. Curtis Axel over with that with that big DQ win over Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> so Shelton is out and he hugs Paul Heyman. Brock's happy to see him. A highlight of this is getting to see Brock's reaction to each respective superstar. The Keith Lee one was the best, but yeah, yes. no, it looked like he had genuine, I mean, I bought into him having, like, number one, being surprised by everybody coming out. I bought into that, and I also bought into just the, the respect for Shelton Benjamin yes. when he came out, too. I, I I will not give up every time I see Shelton. I will pitch the idea of an angry old man OVW tag team with him and Randy Orton. Yes. That is money, money for that tag team division. But boy, uh, I wanted the Minnesota stretching crew. Yeah. Just one guy. I one badly, guy. I badly want to hear Shelton Benjamin, who did 450s in OVW, saying, we didn't do all these flips in OVW. We didn't <laughs> have to do all that. Uh, Nakamura is out and cracks Brock Lesnar, but is eliminated. Confident. Uh, I liked it. I did too. We're not in New Japan anymore, but hey, nothing about Nakamura's work in the last really three years would indicate that outside of the Zane match. He's here for money and surfing. I can I can dig it. Me too. Brock Lesnar's the first person to eliminate ten straight opponents. MVP comes out. I like his new bodysuit. Looked good. Didn't need to see much more of him than this. He was a nice nostalgia pop. I don't need a bunch of surprises when you got a roster this loaded. And when you have and when you have Edge as as the main main attraction for a monster pop. Yeah. Your thoughts about MVP? Do you want to see him around more? No. I, I love I love him in short doses. I thought he was great in his run in TNA in that little stable, um, but I mean, you know, I, I don't want I don't want them to do what they do with a lot of guys who come back for nostalgia. They keep them around for a few weeks, and they just wear out their welcome because they want them to work like the guys that they used to be when they were at their peak, and they're not anymore. They don't let them work a different style because everybody wants to see. I always use RVD. As the example, they want to see him do all the flips and stuff, and he's like in his mid forties, and he doesn't flip as quickly as he yeah. used to, and you just don't want to see that. So, battle royals are the perfect time for nostalgia pops because you get in, you don't have to do all that much, and you get thrown out usually. Exactly, exactly. I wouldn't mind seeing MVP team up with Matt Hardy or face Matt Hardy on a random RAW or something. Have him and Shelton be the old man team. I'm cool with that. I, that, that would be good too. Uh, but I, I would love a callback between the MVP and Matt Hardy stuff. To me, that was a shining beacon of hope in a dark period for a lot of WWE stuff. It was creative. It was different. It was fun. What was the uh, What was the video game where it was MV? It was a weird stable of MVP. I think Steve or William Regal yeah. and uh, and uh, and and uh, 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 the guy who likes to fight. I can't remember his name. Finley. Finley. Oh. And it was it was a stable called Better Than Utopia. Oh my god. <laughs> it was a country it was great. Do that. Sure. Frank Aguilera says that was an unbelievable rumble. Rumble top 2 or 3? I thought it was real good. Uh if it's not if it's 92 maybe, is still 92 is still the best. I'm sorry. I can't I love, put it as one. 92 18 was fantastic. I I you know what? I, I don't I I wouldn't hate top 5. Top five. If you wanted to say top three, I wouldn't argue with you, depending on how much you love the Brock stuff. But uh, Keith Lee is up next. The reaction, Brock's reaction. Man. Brock's reaction. Who the is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just, just, who is this MFer? Um, like he's a big boy. That one too. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, just just watch him come in when they're but man, the one thing that took away from this was you know when you're staring face to face with a guy, he's eventually gonna punch you. So why do you keep doing it? Yes. Yes. Uh up next, after Lee and Lesnar take each other out, Strowman's out and mows down both, which confuses me. Because then, when he gets in the ring with Lee, they do the big face-off thing. And I'm like, you do that before you mow the guy down. Yes. Not after. And, and it's, look, it's, it's Brock's the big monster here. Why are you, why are you now going into, oh, it's every man for himself. Gotta go fight all the guys who might help me get out Brock. Yeah. It's just so dumb. Plus, Braun should loathe Brock. Yes. Loathe him. They've got history. For, for the love of God, I I get offended anytime I still see Braun Strowman near Roman Reigns without him kicking the living shit out of him. That should have been a thing that never ended, and I mean all the way up until Roman Reigns' speech. Strowman should have like mowed down Roman Reigns during his eventual Hall of Fame speech. Like <laughs> I'm never finished with you ever. He should never be finished with Roman Reigns ever, ever, ever. He, Braun Strowman should be the I will never forget type of guy. Uh, what, what is it? An elephant that has a great memory? Yes, elephant. That's Braun. Sometimes he'll be okay to you, but he's never going to forget. He's never going to forget, and that's not what they've done here. Ricochet comes out. He's not forgotten because he got beat up last week. But he's followed by Drew McIntyre, and the crowd loves Drew. But they love Drew a lot more because he eliminates Brock after Ricochet hits him right in the penis. Hold on. You're welcome, Zach. One of the most unusual face turns of all time, the Drew McIntyre wackety-schmackety after beating up a crowd. I mean, he, he, he was, oh, no way, Jose. He, like, kills no way, Jose, <laughs> who the crowd loves, and then it's like, Ooh, waka waka, look, I'm gonna be all, you know, wee, you know, honk honk. And you're just like, what is he doing? And then eventually the crowd still loves him because he's a big guy who can kick ass. Yes. I don't, I don't like the countdown on the Claymore kick though. I think that's lame. Yeah. Drew would end up eliminating six people. Brock eliminated 13. They tore the house down. Um, now that I look, I think that maybe only like six or seven people eliminated anybody in this match. That's probably true. Which is okay. The house came down. Now, quite frankly, that's all you need to have Drew face Brock. Because mm -hmm. quite frankly, what I expected to happen was the winner or the person who eliminated Brock fought him at Saudi and then Roman wins. But that isn't what happened. Now, I loved what happened next. Drew has watched the Royal Rumble matches before Jeff. He knows who Hulk Hogan is. He knows that people sometimes act like dicks after they've been eliminated. So he doesn't take his eyes off of Brock Lesnar till he leaves. And he's still eliminating Ricochet and Miz. And he's staring down Brock, like daring Brock. And why wouldn't he? He's still fresh. Brock just went through 13, 14 people. I thought this ruled. What do you think? Competency is rarely rewarded because God knows you see enough people. Oh, I'm trashing you after I eliminated you in a battle royal. I'm dumb because I got all these people behind me who might throw me over, but I'm paying no attention to them. I absolutely hate that spot when they do it. So this was a nice welcome reprieve. I loved it. 
They've made Drew McIntyre so well. Oh, it's refreshing. It is refreshing. Especially because his, his heel run was so god-awful. Yeah. I'm going to be an example to the locker room. I'm calling him out. Okay, yeah. Vince. Ziggler and Carl Anderson are next. Uh, heavy machinery pulled from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you know, do you remember the team of Ziggler and McIntyre? Because commentary didn't. Yeah, I do. And I remember that it effectively, it didn't bury Drew McIntyre, but it, it had him working. Came close. Yeah, <laughs> because they just... They just had to have him get beat by Drew. Had to have him lose matches and get eliminated by Dolph Ziggler because Ziggler said in interviews, "Oh, I can get beat all the time, but then what am I if I don't beat somebody every once in a while?" Well, it wasn't your time. It was Drew's time. Drew was hot. Drew was ready. Drew was the one that was pushed and protected. It was his time, not Dolph's. And, and Ziggler's in the middle of the ring, basically yelling, "This is a member Barry's moment." Yes. Remember us? Remember this? And, and, and Michael Cole, you know, some unusual alliances are made during the Royal Rumble. It's like, no, they used to be partners, you dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> and feuded. So Carl Anderson is next. The OC replaced Heavy Machinery, but that, that ain't what you all came to talk about. You all came to talk about Ed returning to action for WWE in 2020, 10 years after he came back and won a Royal Rumble in 2010, and he looks infinitely better now. He's on that Vikings diet. He looked great. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, at Hell in a Cell, everybody was talking to me about Edge is cleared. He's good to go. He's ready to go. And Edge denied, denied, denied for months. He was good to go. And that's fine. Whatever. Uh, We run kayfabe articles too, so I don't care if somebody tries to protect their own kayfabe. Edge looks cool. He looks different. He is back. It is not – I don't know how long he's back, but he's back. It's not like a Saudi deal. Now, Jeff, we don't necessarily know what he's going to look like in the ring outside of this Royal Rumble because we don't know if he'll adjust his style. We don't know how any of that will work. How do you feel about Edge being back after we thought he might be paralyzed, which apparently fans don't care about wanting Paige and Sting coming back, but what did you think? I really got a little emotional when you could tell that the emotion of being out there got to him. Yeah. That's the moment where it clicked. And, and he composed himself for a moment and then said, I need to get into character. And he got into character and it was awesome. There are some people who earn their gray beard status. I believe he's one of them. Yes. As a grizzle vet. I, I, like, I can't stand Ciampa having gray in his beard. It, it's one of those weird things where it's like he's still a young man, still kind of young in the sport. I don't want to see him. Like, everybody has that little touch of gray now, even though they're in their 30s. Yeah. Edge has, earned, Edge has kind of earned it with all the all the horrific bumps he's taken. Now, I don't want to I – could, I could see the wheels turn and go, hey, Edge, you got one more ladder match in you. I never want to see that. Yeah, I don't want I want either. I want to see him play it safe, maybe an RKO tag match or feud here and there with a guy who's going to take care of him really well as opposed to doing insane bumps. Nice to have around a guy who can promo, which is something I always like. Even if it's just a one-time thing in the Rumble, I wouldn't have minded that if the, if if that were it. Or even this and a Saudi payoff because the and, kids want to go to private school. Yeah, I'm and, cool and, with that too. And, you know, a Mania match, I would... If, if I just heard he was back. I, I can't confirm, but I heard he was back, and 
I don't want him weekly. I yeah. really don't want him weekly. I want him to be a special type of thing here. Let him let him be a part timer here. Let him maintain some of his aura as opposed to bringing him out week after week where he does the spear every every week and we get sick of him. Hey, if you wanna you wanna make mixed match challenge a special attraction. Him and Beth? Him and Beth. Sure. And and they should be called the Phoenix family. And they should sure. go and they should weekly go against Miz and Asuka because it would be entertaining oh, as well. God, yeah. Uh, I, I would love for them to do a couples edition of Mixed Match Challenge. I think that would be fantastic as well. Uh, like I said, the youngins were not kind to Edge in this match. They were giving it to him. Giving it to him. Uh, James O'Rourke says, I was so impressed with Edge's performance tonight, and finally WWE gave us something diehard fans have been clamoring for. So happy. I mean, here's the thing. We knew it was a possibility the second Edge hit a spear at SummerSlam. Because you don't get cleared for that. Unless you can go in the ring, quite frankly, they're, unless they unless they would clear you for like a one two minute match, they're probably not clearing you to take a spot. Like there are a whole lot of people. Scott Hall's on the no contact list. He ain't working a match anytime soon. Paige is on the no contact list. They were lucky to get her to to be able to take Miss to the face. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad to see Edge back. Quite frankly, I think outside of Shelton Benjamin, he was my last favorite wrestler before I got into, like, wrestling media. I loved watching Edge. I thought that he was a great bridge between the 1990s and this era of, as far as work goes. He is, he was just a perfect bridge for that, and I'm so glad to see him. They missed his first spear. <laughs> We're we're gonna get the old. I retweeted everybody who wrote that. Every every major wrestling writer, podcaster, pundit, everybody was on that, and they should be ashamed of themselves. We're gonna get the unseen footage of Edge's WrestleMania return or Royal Rumble return here, just like we got the unseen footage of AJ Styles' Royal Rumble debut. You better believe WWE is gonna have that video up, unseen footage of Edge's Royal Rumble return, because they screwed it up and they screw it up. Because they're too Crouch. busy. They're too busy. Cut, cut, cut. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Let it digest a little. Let it let it breathe, man. I don't need to see people in the crowd getting out their phones so they can record it. Exactly. I don't. I see the people in the background of the goddamn shot already. Mm-hmm. Man. King Corbin is out next. Edge throws out AJ Styles, and everyone looked confused here. I cannot report that AJ got hurt. I've asked people. I'm trying to find out. Do not hit up my DMs and ask me if somebody is hurt or what's wrong with them. If I have the news, I'll let you know. But, uh, man, this looked, Edge looked confused. Carl Anderson looked confused. Gallo came, Gallows came out afterwards. I've had a lot of speculation about this, but it didn't look like that was supposed to happen the way that it did. An incorrect elimination or an injury? I, I I would assume an injury, and I have to say I would assume, but I would assume an injury. Okay. Um, now, something that is amazing is that Brock Lesnar was so scared of facing Matt Riddle in the Royal Rumble, he said, Drew, brother, kick me out. <laughs> you have a mountain of money in Matt Riddle. Much like you had a, you had a game changer in Bailey. He, he left MMA of his own volition. He was not beaten out. He was not, he left the UFC on a three or four fight winning streak. 
he goes into pro wrestling. He is the hottest thing in pro wrestling for two years. He comes into NXT. He is instantly over. He is main event from the get-go. His promos, despite <laughs> being somewhat subversive, yes, always, always over. And I said when they signed him, the first time Vince McMahon meets him, he's going to think he's Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont uh -huh. High right. and, not, and not like him and think that he doesn't take things seriously enough. And who is this? Who is this Rob Van Dam knockoff and all these other things? Same guy that thought he could beat up Frank Shamrock in a fist fight, Vince McMahon. Yes. So you couple that with Matt Riddle's lack of filter, shall we say? Oh boy, you're telling me. And you have a guy who comes out mad over in front of this crowd, throws off his flip flops, what they kind of mock him for, does one knee to edge. Stands there for way too long because I think someone missed their cue or he forgot to do something and throw him out unceremoniously. I don't understand this. I don't, I didn't understand. I thought, I, I still think Vince McMahon only knew of Keith Lee from what he saw at the Survivor Series and hey, he got over at Survivor Series. So let's give him a bit of a run here. Had Matt lots of Riddle. people saying, oh, it was to get heat on Baron Corbin. You're supposed to be mad. Corbin does it. Here's the thing. I have the absence of giving a shit when he does that stuff. Yeah. I do not care. Baron Corbin doesn't get heat because you're never angry at him. You want him off your TV. There's a different kind of heat there, and I think Baron Corbin's better than people give him credit he for. He is. He's very innovative in the ring. Yes. If you ever go to a live event, you'll understand why Vince McMahon is sitting on the other side of those video boards and thinks, oh, this guy's great. Because he gets he's, heat live. And he's big and he moves like Ray Trailer used to at, at that size yeah. in terms of being a big guy who can move. So I, I have – I do not trash Baron Corbin as much as some people. This King Corbin character is garbage. But Baron Corbin, the performer, does what he can and he makes chicken salad out of chicken shit. I loved his King of the Ring run. They made me care about him. He had yeah. great matches in the King of the Ring and yeah. then they reduced him to – Comedy guy who comes out there and gets beaten up by the celebrities that shown up show up. Far be it from me to have any performer take liberties with any other performer. <laughs> but if Matt Riddle kicked a guy. <laughs> yeah. Would not be the worst thing for his career sometimes, I think. But on the other hand, you gotta play ball. He they loves just, working for WWE, man. They just brought him in for that spot, and you know what? If you're just there for money. You don't care if you, but if you if you care about your career, I think you would. And some people, someone had to say no about this whole thing with Matt Riddle and the yeah. Rumble. Don't he's, even he's, put him in. He's always wanted to be a WWE superstar since he was a kid. He got into MMA because he wanted to wrestle. That's what it was. He got into amateur wrestling because he wanted to wrestle. He's you have always... guys in NXT who can get a little bit of heat in the in this. You could have brought in Damian Priest, yeah, or. Some other guy who people have seen on that Survivor Series run and throw him out easily here as opposed to Matt Riddle. I think I think I think Triple H needed to step in here and go, I want to protect him. Don't do this to him. So Drew throws out Corbin right after that. RKO for both of the OC and then rated RKO eliminate them. I dug that. Reigns is next, followed by Owens, then Owens stuns Reigns and Orton. 
James O'Rourke said, did you see Randy tell Edge he was glad to see him back? That was You're looking cool. good. You look yeah. good, kid. I remember, yeah, no, everything about that airplay was great. But again, the contrived tag partners always have to turn on each other at some point, And it's yeah. always way too early before they turn on each other. I, I, I wish they had just gone on as Radar KO and tried to take out the other two and then maybe come to a head. Like, I think eventually if they ever do boss and hug and they legitimately just throw everybody out until it's them, I think that's a hell of a spot. And they got yeah. to do that eventually. That's a ready-made spot. But... uh <laughs> You have uh, Roman Reigns come out, uh, as mentioned. Owen stuns some people. Aleister Black is next. Seth Rollins is the last participant. By the way, Rusev and Lashley got cut from this. They said that they were they brawled outside in the parking lot and were medically not cleared. Rollins' group attacks all the entrants and throw out Aleister Black. Owens throws Rollins out and AOP catches him. And uh, Rollins then dumps Owens over. Joe has the Kikina clutch on uh, on Rollins, and Murphy kicks him. Rollins dumps him over after Joe is too worried about Murphy. This was heel by the numbers stuff. What did you think of this interaction? It really was using the Royal Rumble to feud or fuel the Monday Night feud. Didn't like it. I, I don't. I, again, I. Why don't other people just bring out entire stables of guys to just help them eliminate people? Yeah. I, I, and then, All and then, the the, and then, there, Jeff. and then con, the contrived, oh, everybody just brawls to the back as if on cue all of a sudden. And you're yeah. just kind of, eh, it, it was lame to me. I wouldn't have minded. You know what? If they had, if they had, if this is the kind of heat you can get and actually be good heat where everybody there just eliminates everybody else and Seth wins. That, that, I kind of would have been okay with been, that. I, I want a Royal Rumble like that where the last person in is like by dumb luck. I would love a dumb luck gimmick where people get banana, literal banana peel wins. Like somebody throws a banana peel in the ring, a guy slips on it, he gets pinned. I would love like just a, a dumb luck angle. <laughs> one year, one year, I just want the final three in there and the guys watching the two guys brawl and they fall over the top. And he just look, have it be Pete Dunne. He just shrugs to the camera. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. He's going to <laughs> WrestleMania. I think NXT should have like their own rumble in like the summer or something on an NXT episode. You could do something like that. So, uh, double RKO on Drew from R- R- rated RKO. Um, then <laughs> Orton teases turning on him. Instead, Edge eliminates Orton. So you get that spot that you mentioned. Uh, Reigns and Edge are face to face. Orton was terrible, though. Yeah. <laughs> bah, bah, rah, ah, whatever. <laughs> when when I saw these last three, Edge, Drew, Reigns, I thought there's no way they're going to be tone deaf enough to have Reigns win it. But I had that fear, that 14 percent fear in my heart that they would be. Oh, I yeah, I I had a little bit more because I thought they thought they had built up enough goodwill earlier in the show to do it. Yeah. Well, they hadn't, and the crowd turned on Reigns when he eliminated yes. Edge, who I loved did the Shawn Michaels, like, reaching for the ropes as he's being eliminated thing. Edge had a great performance here. <laughs> Edge did great in the Royal Rumble after a decade off. But Drew McIntyre wins with the Claymore and eliminates Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns has been the bridesmaid three straight years, which is the right thing to do because every year they people assume – He's going to win the match. Doesn't need the win. Um, 
they, but man, they keep teasing it, thinking, thinking one of these years we're going to be able to pull this trigger and it's going to be okay for us. It's never going to be okay. It's never going to be okay for you. Um, by the way, how, pro- how was the limit uh, Rollins eliminated? Somebody was asking, uh, for some reason it wasn't in my notes. I believe. Oh, he wasn't. Didn't Drew eliminate him? I believe so. Yeah. I, I want to say that or yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody hit their finisher on him. Yes. There because, you go. Everybody hit the finisher. Roman, yeah. they, they did the old dark match spot on him and then eliminated him. How do you feel about that one? Fine. He's he's the main heel. He's he's yeah. the heel everybody hates and uh everybody gets to see gets to see a finisher on a guy. I, I was fine with that. They do that every year. Yeah. There's always one guy that always gets all the finishers and gets thrown out. So Drew McIntyre wins, Charlotte Flair wins the Royal Rumble. We have two first-time Royal Rumble winners. I love a first-time Royal Rumble winner. And Roman's probably going to challenge the Fiend. Sure. I mean, we're probably going to get there, and he's going to be in, be in a top match against the second, the other brand major title holder. Bruce Mitchell, for some reason, is calling the Royal Rumble racist. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'll have to have to pay attention to that. And it probably has to do with the New Day and why they, how they got eliminated and whatnot, but mm-hmm. nevertheless. Um, yeah, Charlotte got it, I think, as a... As a uh, she she's gonna get to win everything everything major in WWE because that's gonna be her legacy. I I I had no shock of this, but at the same time you're kind of like, well, you can build up, you can heat up Charlotte at any time. She yeah. doesn't, but and I'm fine with Drew McIntyre. It's gonna be interesting because he's not quite comfortable as a babyface. Um, the crowd's not quite comfortable with him as a babyface. I think the counting gimmick is kind of is kind of was kind Easy. of a putting the toe in the water to see how that would work with people, but it is definitely cheesy. And now that he's a full on baby face, they're going to go hard with it. I expect a t-shirt with it any moment now. Um, but it's nice to see a little bit of new blood in there too. So I, I was fine with this. As was I, uh, I enjoyed tonight's Royal rumble. I thought it was a blast. It was a, uh, good time. Ah, <sighs> Who okay? I'll ask you this. You might even know this. What gets defended in the elimination chamber because they're doing it again in between Rumble and or Rumble and Mania, and it drives me insane when they do it. But it feels to me like at least that SmackDown Women's Champion is going to be one one of those matches. Yeah, I have a real problem when one month after people have to go through twenty nine people to get a title shot, they give five people a title shot in a cage. Yeah, in a cage. <laughs> I don't like that. I hate it. If it was for a top contender spot, I'd be okay with it. If it was for the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, even you know, tag team, whatever, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I don't like that. Or they should just, I don't know, move it to April. They're, they or not April, May, because you know they do Money in the Bank right after WrestleMania this every year now, and I think yeah. that's a bad idea. I think, yeah, I think both of these, both of those are, are bad ideas. If you want somebody to have the title going into Mania, put on them at Rumble and build them. Yeah. And if you want to make a bunch of people look important right after WrestleMania, have them all involved in a freaking world title match or something. Agreed. Like, have it start fresh, and then whoever eliminates them naturally starts a feud there, and you, you've, you're off to the races. That would make too much sense. Uh, June is the right time to do Money in the Bank. It is dead middle of the summer between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. It mm-hmm. gives you something there. Oh, man. So, Jeff, tell the people where they can find you. 
can find me on Twitter at CrabGame13. You can listen to my show, Shake Them Ropes, part of the Voices of Wrestling Network. We're going at least through Mania. Don't know if we'll be going after that. I've lost another host, so we'll see if we want to rebuild after that. But yeah, um, I'm usually cracking wise doing watches of Raw and NXT or AEW on Wednesdays. Sometimes of SmackDown if I feel like watching that live. And, uh, you know, when they'll need a fill-in over here, you'll occasionally see me here as well. Well, goddamn pal. Reminder, we are here live after every major show. Check us out. Podcast platforms everywhere. Thank you all so much for the Super Chats, one of our top nights ever. Uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com as that is the most direct way to support us. But, hey, if you don't want to do that, we got FightfulWrestling.com. This show went a lot longer than I had anticipated. It's okay. Thank you, Jeff. It's a special night. It's my favorite night of the year. Until next time, guys. R.I.P. Kobe. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.